Hello, and welcome to Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast, where we are learning to turn our eating habits into a spiritual practice. I'm Sensei. I want to welcome you from wherever you're listening in the world. I also want to say a heartfelt thank you to all of my followers, my supporters, my clients, and my students. Without your support, I simply couldn't do what I do. I'm excited about today's episode, so with no further ado, let us begin. Hello, and today we're taking up pre-meal rituals. And don't be afraid of this word ritual. This word is only being used here in the context of kind of a catch-all word to indicate any conscious actions that are taken before you actually ingest your meals. Now, probably for as long as human beings have been around, there have been rituals, rites, practices, things that people did prior to actually eating their meal that was in recognition of something greater than just putting food into their stomach. Now, depending upon whether it is philosophical, religious, um, it would depend on what the purpose was for the pre-meal ritual. And that would determine whether it was what is commonly known in the West as a prayer. It could have been a chant. It could have been a mantra. It could have been any type of direct recognition. And one of the essential components of these pre-meal rituals seems to be recognition of something greater than the act of eating. And I think this is really important for you to take note of because, as you know with my podcast, I'm trying to get you to turn something that is otherwise seen as mundane, that is just eating food, into your spiritual practice as a way to integrate into, quote-unquote, a contemporary or modern society some sense of spiritual depth that actually is reflected in our daily lives. And so here we're taking up for the first time on my podcast this this very interesting act, conscious act of acknowledging something that goes beyond the mill itself. Now, having grown up in a Christian home, Baptist Christian. I was raised in a Baptist Christian home. Prayer was, you know, part of every meal. It was just, you don't just dig into your food and start eating. Today, what you see, because of many things, not the least of which includes technology, um, the dis- the difference perhaps in how families are formed, you know, what they look like, schedules, all these things, Uh, Oftentimes, people don't even just sit down uh, with others to eat. And if you live alone, you often eat while you're texting or looking online, right? There's no real recognition given to what you're about to do. It's, it's, It's mindless, not even to say sacred. <laughs> it's not even uh, mindful in any way. It's just perfunctory. And so what a ritual does, a pre-meal ritual has the power to do, is to transform that whole experience. 
And I can tell you firsthand as someone who does have pre-mill rituals that it absolutely enhances the meal. And for those of you who may have a deep practice and also a pre-mill ritual, you can vouch for this. And also, I can tell if I prepare food, I often will pray over the food before I actually even prepare it, let alone eat it. And I tell you, it's amazing to see people's response when they eat the food. And I don't consider myself, you know, a chef or someone who's just so good at cooking. But energetically, something comes across. Maybe the best way I can explain it to you is a meal that is made versus a meal that is made with love. Do you understand that? Two people can have the exact same ingredients to make a dish. And let's just say I'll use a personal example. In the case of when my mother was still alive, she would make this spaghetti that was just only she could do it. Everyone else would try to do it. She would give the exact ingredients. But I tell you, when she made it, everybody in the family agreed that no one could make it the way she could. Now, what is accounting for that? Right? It can't be something tangible like measurements because she gave the measurements. And it couldn't be the holding back of ingredients because she gave all the ingredients. But something was not transferring. And what is that something? These are the types of curious questions that you should begin to ask yourself in relation to your food habits and practices and choices. Because when you ask these types of questions, then a sense of wonder can begin to open up about eating. A sense of consciousness, a depth of perception begins to develop and you begin to realize, hey, there is something else going on here besides me just trying to fill my belly. So, prayer, mantras, chanting, the form of the ritual is not as essential as you adopting some form of ritual. I can tell you the components that usually are involved. One is, I've already mentioned, and that is something being recognized greater than the act of eating. Think about that. Something being realized, something being acknowledged that's greater than the act of eating itself. And yet, here's the second component. A thanks, a recognition an appreciation for being able to have this sustenance. So with those two very basic components to a pre-meal ritual, the form of that can be highly customized and should be. Because, for example, maybe you're someone who says, hey, I'm more secular-minded um, or atheist or just am not inclined to believe or practice any religious or spiritual uh, established ways of pre-meal rituals. No problem. Come up with something that for you is a pregnant pause 
something that allows you to take a moment to recognize these two components that we just mentioned. Now, I can recall growing up and praying before meals. It was a good thing because not only in addition to the two components that I just mentioned, it was a way of bonding with the family. In fact, our family, we would hold hands. It didn't matter how many people were there. Three, four, 10, 15, whatever the case may be, whoever was there, we were going to hold hands and pray. And I can recall having friends over once in a while who, for whatever reason, you know, in their family, they didn't do this. They had no form of recognition uh, or pre-meal rituals. And they would often mention like, oh, wow, that was that was kind of interesting. Like, you know, we don't do that in my house. And I can tell that it was impactful in a, in a way that was kind of rattled them a little bit in the sense that it could seem a little bit odd, but also something very comforting. And I found that some of my friends were like, wow, you do that all the time before you guys eat? And yes, you know, whether uh, we're in group and uh, or by ourselves, there's always some form of recognition of an act that is being acknowledged, but for greater, greater reasons. Now, for the quote-unquote modern person, what would be the value? What would be the value of this, adding this component to your practice? Well, I think it gives us the ability actually tangibly say and demonstrate our thanks. Because, you know, often we think about being thankful. (laughs) Do you know what I mean by this? It's like you think about being thankful. I'm thankful that I have a place to live. I'm thankful for, you know, my family or I'm thankful for my health, whatever it is that you're thankful for. But rarely do you say it out loud. Rarely do you... uh, express that thanks non-verbally, consciously, right? So for example, if you're thankful that you have a job or that you have income, most likely when you begin to do that activity activity that earns that income, you just start doing it. For example, if you're supposed to be online or at work at 8 a.m., you just show up and you start doing it. If you're thankful that you have you know, good health. You might just assume that that's going to continue until you get sick. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, I need to do something about this. Do you see what I'm saying? It's very perfunctory. Whereas when we're going to eat because of how often you may eat, whether that's one, two, three times or more a day, here's an opportunity to tangibly demonstrate your thanks to consciously be grateful for what it is that you are about to receive. And that act, just that alone, just one moment in these very busy days that you may be having, where it seems like everything is just moving so fast, rather than consuming your food in that same way, 
right? We have this fast food and we have fast eating and people eating on the go, all these types of things. Or as I mentioned, people, even if they have a family unit, one person is eating in another room, the other person's eating, you know, while on the phone, etc. So no matter what's happening, a pre-meal ritual is kind of like a miniature rite of passage. It is a miniature, depending upon how elaborate that you may have established your ritual, it's a way of really kind of just transforming the moment, preparing the body and the mind to receive this food for reasons beyond just energy or satiation. I think you get my point on this. And they can be as simple as a simple phrase that is said mindfully. And when I say simple, I think of something like, for example, I have a friend, well, I have a number of friends from India, but this one in particular, I remember um, having a meal together. And she said, I believe, a pretty short mantra before we were about to eat. And it sounded wonderful, and it was rather brief. And I asked, I said, what is the translation of that? And the part that she translated for me, and there could have been more, but this is the part that I remember, is from God into God, back to God. Okay? From God into God, back to God. Now, whether you are religious or not, or believe in a, you know, monotheistic God is not the issue. Think about those words that were just said. I'm about to eat. And what is this recognition really of? It's divinity. Everything is divine. From God. Into God. Back to God. Now that in itself is a beautiful way a beautiful idea and concept to connect to the act of eating. This is what I mean by spiritualizing the act of eating, making it conscious, as opposed to just sitting down and starting to scarf down your food. And if you could have that thought, that is this kind of everything is divine, Often enough, each day, imagine what that's going to do for your mental health. Imagine what that's going to do to your energy every day. Because if each time you are about to eat, you could, not in a perfunctory way, but in a mindfully present, conscious way, say, into God, from God, into God back to God. That would be a really, really powerful experience for you. And it will change your energy 
immediately whatever is happening and bring a presence. And as you hold that presence, as you're eating, because this is the second part of this, to maintain the space that the pre-meal ritual has created as you're eating. Right? So I... Look, I know it's it's difficult sometimes you're in a rush and this, that, and the other. And this is why you should have an array of pre-meal rituals, as I do. So some might be more elaborate because I have more time or I'm in the place where that could be the case. But if you're, you know, in transit somewhere or driving or about to get on a plane, any number of situations where it would not be the best circumstances for you to use one form of pre-meal ritual, then you use a different one. In fact, for example, the one I just gave you is something that no matter how little time or space you have, that short phrase or one that you create yourself can easily be done. There's no barriers to you doing that. And so, again, this reestablishes a relationship with eating that makes it a sacred act. Because right now, maybe eating for you is, has nothing to do with divinity, has nothing to do with the sacred has nothing to do with God, has nothing to do with connection. It's just, I'm hungry, I need to eat. And so let's take advantage of this low-hanging fruit, these pre-mill rituals. They are just opportunities for us to express gratitude, recognize something more. And what's wonderful is you can be creative with this. There's so many different ways that your pre-meal ritual can be expressed. So many. Beautiful, beautiful ways to do it. And in fact, this will be one of the major subjects that I'm covering in the book series I'm currently writing, Eat Like a Buddha. So I would encourage you that if you would like to stay abreast as to when that will be released, that you go to eatlikeabuddha.com, leave your name and email, and we'll be sure to let you know when that's released. But in any case, I want you to begin to think anew, especially if you're someone who has never had a pre-meal ritual. Start to... Think about what ways would feel comfortable for you to engage in this. And if you're someone who was like myself, who grew up praying before eating, and you've gotten, maybe you've gotten burned out from that, or it doesn't resonate anymore with you, change it. No one says that you have to stay with something uh, specific. It's more about being conscious. It's more about it being heartfelt. It's more about consistency. 
this is what you want to think about. It's not about being beholden to a particular tradition. If you have one, great. Because I can tell you, it doesn't matter whether it's Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Catholicism, uh, Judaism, indigenous traditions. It doesn't matter. I can tell you that you have somewhere in all of those traditions something that will resonate with you. And it may be that you pull from multiple traditions to construct something that feels right for you. Because these rituals, let me tell you, (laughs) they can go far beyond just words. There are a host of things that I'm going to talk about in Eat Like a Buddha that will show you this. But for now, I want us to just focus on a heartfelt, spoken, pre-meal ritual. And this is not about demonstrating to other people how spiritual you are, how religious you are. No, it's not about that. It's about taking the opportunity that is given to us every time we eat to be more conscious, to be more aware, to show actual gratitude. So with this, I'll leave you. We, of course, will return to this subject and go into deeper aspects of it. I'll give you some information about how to construct an actual pre-meal ritual. And as that happens, you'll be able to customize it to what it is that you would like to do. But for now, begin to consider a way in which you can Take the act of eating, make it more conscious so that it itself is a spiritual experience. Until next time, peace and blessings.